What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets. I am Coach Cheryl, and my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys all on your fitness and nutrition journey to a better you. And today's episode is honestly not going to be about building out the plan to create the results. It's all about how to actually maintain the results that you've achieved. Because at the end of the day, the only diet that works is the one that allows you to maintain the results of it. If you find that you are somebody out there that has maybe lost 5, 10, 20, 50 pounds only to put weight back on, that is actually not a sign of a truly effective diet. Now, obviously things change in our lives that obviously can cause some weight regain, but I want to go over some things today that are going to help you guys understand how to be able to be able to maintain, how to be able to be able to, how to be able to maintain those results long-term. Before I get going into this, I want to start by plugging my AMRAP 30 fat loss challenge, and I am titling it it was originally AMRAP 30 macros because that is going to be the main focus of it is getting people to understand how that works. Um, but because my goal really is to get you guys out there that are looking to lose some body fat the right way in a sustainable way, that is going to be what I am titling it out there because I'm all about getting you guys what you want while giving you guys what you need. So you're going to get a little bit of both those. And what here's what you guys can expect with the challenge. I had to write down some notes today. Um, number one is we're going to be looking at building out a sustainable fat loss plan for you. So um, obviously, if you've tried to lose weight in the past, or maybe you are somebody that has lost weight and regained it, we want to map out a sustainable plan for you to understand how to do that for yourself. Um, understanding the mastering, mastering the main component that is common. Doesn't matter what diet protocol you follow when it comes to fat loss. This is the number one thing that is common amongst all of them. And we're going to have you guys become a master at that. Uh, we are going to simplify nutrition for you to make it really easy for you to interact or intertwine it into your life. There shouldn't be a whole bunch of resistance because this is meant to be flexible enough to fit no matter what your lifestyle is, whether you are super busy on the road or you have all the time in the world to cook. We're going to be breaking down how to calculate your own macros. So obviously people go on, online, they find calculators and they're like, oh, how do I do this? And they probably try it and they're like, nope, that's not for me. So we're going to show you guys how to do that with a coaching, with a coach. So we're going to show you how to do that for yourself and become your own coach. Um, and then the last part of, of the, the challenge that we're going to be giving you guys is understanding that there's a difference between pivoting in your journey and quitting in your journey and how to spot that and be able to really change and, and be able to change, not just from always focusing on fat loss, but how to pivot and learn how that's a part of the process of getting you to where you want to be. So what is included in the challenge? You are going to get a bunch of stuff. You're going to get weekly calls. So you're going to be able to Q&A with me so that we can get your answer, questions answered. You're going to have a check-in questionnaire. So if you have specific questions, we're going to be giving you some one-on-one -on -one guidance on those questions. Um, you're going to get complete access to our nutrition guide, all of my FBRX guides, which I work really, really hard on. I'm going to, going to be honest, guys. There is probably a ton of typos, but the information is still good. Um, and then obviously ongoing support and um, other things that you guys can look forward to going beyond that 30-day challenge. Who is this challenge for? This challenge is for anyone. Anybody can do this challenge, no matter who you are, what your goals are. If you even don't have fat loss goals, maybe you have optimization performance goals, this challenge can also work really, really well for you. Um, so what I want you to think about though, is are you somebody out there who is trying to get a little bit leaner and you're not quite sure where to start? Maybe you do eat pretty healthy, and you're looking to take things to the next step. Great challenge for you. Maybe you are a complete beginner. You have no idea. You know you want to make some changes, but you don't know where to start. 
and there's too much bullshit online for you to kind of weed through and you're just kind of like overwhelmed. So I want to be able to simplify that and give you a one-stop resource for telling you what's going to work best for you. Um, maybe you've tried calculating and counting macros in the past, either effectively or ineffectively. We want to be able to help you guys troubleshoot why that may or may or may, or may not have worked for you in the past and set you up a better pro program going forward. Maybe you are trying to lose weight. You've tried everything under the sun and you cannot seem to figure out why you can't make weight loss happen. You're thinking about hormone problems. You're thinking about all these other things and you just don't know where to start to kind of figure out, figuring out troubleshooting it. Um, maybe you just want to know how much you should be eating. You're not quite sure. You don't really feel bad. You don't feel good, but you want to kind of optimize. Um, and obviously the last one, which is a topic of my Instagram reel today is the fastest way to get the results you want. So we are going to be giving you the best, most Honestly, the most, it's the scientific based, evidence based way, the way that all diets work. We're going to break that down for you and make sure that you know exactly what you have to be doing to maintain continuing on and obviously, hopefully, uh, be able to get you where you want to be. So, definitely want you guys to make sure that you're taking advantage of that. Now, if you know you're like, I really want to get some changes to happen in 2023 and you are interested in signing up for coaching, I wasn't going to plug this now, but I'm going to because I'm already on here and I'm talking about the challenge. Um, I have about 28, 29, 30, 31. Four days left of a couple of specials that I am running toward the end of the year. Anybody that signs up for a six-month coaching package gets one month extra on top of that, along with 10% off. If you are looking to sign up for a year of coaching, you get two months free and you also get a 10% um, uh, off. So you get those are two options for you guys uh, coming down. Last one is if you have a friend and you want to sign up with a buddy, you can get a BOGO deal. So buy one, get one 50% off. And you guys decide if you want to split that in half or if you want to um, obviously just give somebody half 50% off, that's totally fine as well. So last little plug there for you before I get into today's topic, because that's all going to be relevant as we kind of roll into today's topic. And uh, I'm feeling fired up today for this um, because honestly, this is one of those things that my clients know leaving me is like the hardest thing ever. It's not because I don't want them to leave me. In fact, I want my clients to leave me feeling successful. I had a message with, or I had a podcast a couple weeks ago with Joanne. I want people to leave me feeling empowered and confident and in a place where like they're going to have tough times, but they know what they got to do to keep themselves on track. That is the main focus of what I teach and what all my clients to understand. So today's episode is talking about the the whole process of going from fat loss into maintenance, because I'm going to be honest, fat loss is hard, but it's actually easy to stay committed to because you have a goal in mind. When you no longer have a goal to get to, it's it's maintaining, right? I mean, think about it this way. When you're chasing a 300 pound back squat, you're in the gym and you're like, I can't wait to get that. But when you get that 300 pound back squat, you know, it's like lifetime PR, the chances of me hitting that again are probably slim to none. So your training is like, eh, I'm going to go 70 to 80%. And upkeeping that amount of strength can be difficult. So we have to find that blend. So there are, are five key components that I wrote down that I want you guys to really understand. And each of these components does have some other specific things, but these are the most important, relevant things for you guys to understand. And I will be looking in the comments if, I'm, if you guys are watching on YouTube. I'm trying not to get distracted by things, though, so I'm going to save those for last. Um, number one is... Understanding what your goal is and if it is realistic for you to maintain that. And I say this because a lot of people are like, I really want to see a six or an eight pack. And when I'm like, all right, that's great. But like where you're at in your life and everything is going to require you to really be dialed in nutritionally to maintain an eight to 10% body fat that's going to get you where you want to be. 
Um, or realistically, maybe you don't have a lot of muscle on you. And in order for you to get that body that you want, you're going to have to put in a ton of hours in the gym to build some muscle because you're never going to get that definition that you're looking for without that. There is a commitment to a lifestyle that goes along with the goal that you want to achieve. And for most people, it is a good transition. It is a good change that we need to be making those positive changes. We are overweight. We maybe have 20, 50, 100 pounds to lose, and we need to get into a healthier place. But for those of you guys out there that are chasing that last layer of fat, you have to really ask yourself, is what it's going to require of me worth the effort? And sometimes it's also knowing that you might not have had the right plan in place to get you there. And that might just be a different plan that you're used to. And that's where we can obviously change up transition and, and all that kinds of and change the, the trajectory of where you're going, but you might actually get those results. So knowing what is realistic for you to maintain, you know, you have to be able to commit to the training, to commit to the nutrition. And that's why whatever you're setting yourself up from, from day one, I never want people setting up a plan that they can't follow in the, in the maintenance phase, which is yes, when we're dialing in for fat loss, we are looking at calories and macros and we're looking at more specific, you know, monitoring that way. But in maintenance, the food shouldn't change. The meal prep shouldn't change. The gym routine shouldn't change. Only thing that really changes is how much accuracy we're diving into because we no longer have to really fight things and we're not really looking to change too much. We just want to maintain. So the sustainability of your goals is important. Number two, as I've already, I was just mentioning is changes, right? So when it comes to achieving a goal, you have to make changes, right? So whether it's um, fat loss, and maybe you're somebody that's like, you know what? I don't eat that bad, but I tend to eat out a ton. And I always try and make good choices, but I don't really have a lot of time to cook at home. So you might have to make a change where you're actually cooking more at home. And that might mean making strategies available to you or, you know, that you have that are not going to require so much time and effort. So we want to make sure the habit changes are um, something that you are going to be looking forward to looking for long term or that you're going to be able to stay long term. This goes in hand in hand with people that are, you know, always looking for the fastest way to lose weight. Okay. The problem with this is a lot of those things are very non-sustainable. I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to start January 1st. I'm going to start working on um, fat loss via, I'm going to do the keto diet and I'm going to start, you know, cutting out carbohydrates. Well, that's great. But like, if you're never teaching yourself how to eat tortilla chips and French fries um, or uh, a slice of toast, and you're now avoiding these things. What does that mean for you for your future? Are you going to be somebody that no longer wants to be able to enjoy those foods? Because part of maintenance is understanding how to incorporate those, incorporate those things. And this is where a lot of those restrictive diets can kind of fail you. Um, so we want to make sure the habit changes are going to be realistic and long-term. Now, when we're making habit changes, there is going to be some difficulty there. It's not easy to change what's comfortable. If you're used to always relying on convenience food in the beginning, yeah, it's going to require some effort for you to learn how to shift and pivot to be somebody that cooks at home. But with the right strategies and, and the right dosage of sprinkling, sprinkling things in and not making it an all or nothing routine, you are going to see a lot more results. Habit changes are permanent, even if the tools we're using to create them aren't so permanent. Number three, and this is the most important one of them all when it comes to maintaining your fat loss results. Okay. Most people think the fat loss, as I already mentioned, is the hardest part, all right? If you guys have ever successfully lost weight, you know that during that phase, you are likely experiencing some hunger, some cravings. You're probably a little bit more focused on how many calories you're burning in your workouts. Like if you didn't feel like you did enough, you're probably doing a little bit extra. You're probably 
kind of happy and, and you're, you're kind of in a place of feeling successful when you can actually sustain that fat loss phase. Like, oh man, I said no to X, Y, Z. Okay. When you no longer have that goal, the shiny object of the goal is gone. All right. That becomes very hard to maintain when you're hungry and you're getting cravings and you're watching all your friends having chips and salsa and chicken wings and pizza. And you're like, I really want those, but I'm trying to say no. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to have one. You're like, oh my God, gateway drug just opened up. Now I want five. Now I want 10. Now I'm off the rails. Shit. I got to get my shit together. I'm back on track on Monday. Got to keep myself in check. Like that is the problem. And the problem is, is that most people transition from fat loss into the oblivion. Fat loss into what? Okay. You have to reverse the diet and reversing the diet isn't just calories. It is, but it's not. Okay. You have to reverse everything that you've done, maintain the structure. But like if you've increased your volume in the gym and you know that you're going to be obviously wanting to change that, maybe you're wanting to work out a little bit less, you have to slowly reverse that as you're bringing calories up. You have to find your maintenance point for you to maintain and sustain the body that you've now just created because your body is no longer the same as it was six or 12 months ago, two years ago. You've got to learn how to do that. And, and bringing calories up is the right thing for all of you guys to do after fat loss. Now, as I mentioned, you might be bringing activity down. So your, your calories might not go up super high, but we want to find the optimal amount of calories for you to be eating to sustain your life, uh, sustain your body composition while living your life. Meaning it should be flexible enough for you to be able to have some freedom for enjoying some foods that you enjoy. You shouldn't feel like you have to be on the plan or off the plan. If you feel like you're on a diet plan, it's the wrong plan. The plan is one that is permanent. So it's got to be able to be reversed. And that's why the food you're eating and the habits won't change. The amounts of them will change. And like I said, the tools, you're probably going to put them away until you need them again. You don't need to have them out all the time. Okay. So we're looking at reverse dieting, bring calories up. We're looking at training adjustments, learning to get people comfortable eating at maintenance calories and not working out for the sake of changing their body is so important. Okay. So like that is something that you guys should honestly experience no matter where you're at in your life. Next one I put down, number four, this goes hand in hand with the reverse diet, but it comes after, because like I said, most people are not comfortable eating more food. They're more comfortable eating less, but when they're not tracking, they want to eat whatever they want. So we got to get comfortable eating more food first. Then number four comes into play. Okay. We need the two eyes of eating intentional and intuitive. Okay. We need both of those things with us spending so much time working on dialing in our nutrition we should have a very good understanding of how the foods we eat fit into our nutrition plan. We should know what foods provide us with enough carbohydrates, proteins, fats, where we're getting our micronutrients from, what vegetables we like, what fruits we eat. We should understand our meal timing. We should have intentional eating to down to a freaking, we should be able to read it like the back of our hand. We know exactly how we operate best for our body because we've been eating intentionally for fat loss. And then we're eating intentionally for reverse dieting. Okay. This is where intuitive eating comes into play. Most people think they want to be an intuitive eater. You cannot be an intuitive eater during fat loss. Cause guess what? Intuitively you're going to be fucking hungry and you're going to want to eat more food. But if you want to be intuitive about eating, okay, I guess you can be intuitive at eating with fat loss because you should be intuitively choosing foods that you enjoy, not eating what people tell you to eat. But when it comes to eating intuitively, 
without looking at calories, macros. That is something that is earned from your time eating intentionally. Because the goal after a fat loss phase is that in maintenance, after the reverse, all of those things happen, we should intuitively be choosing almost pretty similar in makeup of calories, macros, and micros of what we were eating when we were tracking things. It probably is going to be a little bit more uh, of a bigger range, but it shouldn't really be um, that we have to be in a tracker. It should be very natural for us. That is the goal of what we teach. It's not about always being in a food app. If you think that your life is going to be tied to an app for the rest of your life, that is not the, not at all what anybody should feel they have to do unless they enjoy that. I personally, I'm a data tracker. I like, I like numbers. And unfortunately I'm too obsessed with numbers. Like my, 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 uh, my splits on my runs and my rows, I'm pointing to my, my workout bag right now, but all of that stuff, I'm like super dialed in about, about tracking. So we want to have the two eyes of eating intentional and intuitive. And the last one, <clears throat> I'm getting all choked up here. Um, the last one is understanding the importance of, I'm just going to choke on myself a little bit. I should mute myself like Scott does, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. The last one is understanding self-monitoring as a point of accountability. So if you are working, working with a coach, you have an external person, somebody outside of you that is keeping you accountable, which is why it works so well when you are trying to lose fat, because now it's not just you against you. You have somebody else that is counting on you to do your part so that they can do their part. Okay. When you no longer have that, we have to have a way to self-monitor. And some of my clients, I have lifetime clients that are still checking with me. We are check, checking with me monthly for maintenance, but self-monitoring is important. Number one, you have got to stop fearing the scale or giving the scale entirely too much power. The scale is just like everything else. It is a measure of understanding where we're at. Okay. There is no magical weight number that you guys all need to be looking for. So even if you're like, I want to weigh 185 pounds or I want to weigh 135 pounds, whatever it is, the goal is not to always wake up at 135 pounds. It is to live in a range. Okay. So if your goal weight is 135, ideally your weight range is maybe 133 to 137. I always look at up or down. And that's where we want to sit. When we're at our leanest, we might be 133. I cut a couple pounds, got ready for a photo shoot. I feel amazing. And maintenance for me is 135, 136. Holiday season comes. Uh, I see 138, 139. I need to pull it back in. Using the scale as a way to self-monitor is important. If you avoid the scale for too long, I guarantee you, you know this. I did it at one point in my life. I avoided it for a very long time. And then what happened was I gained weight and I was like, fuck, I got to do something about it. Okay. You don't want to be that way. You want to be able to have yourself in check and it's not obsession. It's literally just a metric you're checking. You're just making sure that things are where they want to be because you want to maintain. You don't want to have to lose 10 to 15 pounds again. If you're a couple pounds up, it's easy. Like, well, I guess things are getting a little out of control. Let me go ahead and pull my fitness pal back out and see what I'm eating right now. You know, don't do this though. Don't do it after like one weekend of indulgence. Cause obviously your weight's going to be up. Right. So also why the reverse diet is part of this, because your weekends should fit the plan as well. Um, so self-monitoring through that along, yes, every once in a while, double and triple checking things. Like if you're, if you're seeing the weight changes, if you're seeing changes in how you're feeling or you're showing up in your life in the gym, pulling back out the app and tracking your food for a couple of days and getting an idea of, okay, where am I at? Like, wow, I've been really under eating carbs and my fat content is through the roof. No wonder I've been feeling so, so sluggish. Like, okay, let's go ahead and make a couple of adjustments. 
And, and now you're able to really operate in a way that under, you understand how to use nutrition to optimize your life, not just optimize fat loss. So when it comes to optimizing your ability to maintain the results you create on any fat loss plan, no matter what you choose to do, okay, if you're doing a cleanse, whatever, I, I don't promote those things. You know, I, I do things in a very moderate way. I want you guys to enjoy your life because you can't wait to life till you lose fat to enjoy your life. You got to be able to enjoy it right now is number one, understand what it's going to require of you to achieve the goals and the timeline of that. So if you're like wanting to get super shredded, you're going to have to be pretty dialed in on things, very dialed in on things. If you don't want to be meticulous and you want to cut that like last little inch of fat, then that's probably not the right goal for you. You got to have that in mind. Number two, habit changes are permanent, even if the tools that we're using to create them are not. So the goal is that we create changes in our lifestyle that make it easier for us to maintain. We're cutting out the bad things. We're including the good things, not foods, the habits. Number three, a effective reverse diet and understanding any changes that we might need to make to our training program as we shift out of fat loss into maintenance. So if you've increased your cardio, maybe we're taking things back a little bit. So uh, number four is the two eyes of eating, intentive, intentional and intuitive eating, understanding how to be intentional about your food so that you can learn how to be intuitive about it. And then number five is understanding the importance of self-monitoring. That is the key to achieving and maintaining your fat loss. That's it. And it doesn't have to be just fat loss. It could be whatever else you want to do, whatever else you're training for. So um, that is why I am super excited to, to start this next challenge for you guys, because everything that I'm going to be teaching you guys in this challenge has everything to do with getting you guys not to only lose weight quickly, but to keep it off forever. And if you want that, we want to help you. I'm just going to go to the comments real quickly as I'm closing up to see what people had to say. Um, so if you're watching, let's just see. Oh, it's just a bunch of hellos. Bruce, you want muscle gain. How often should you test your BMR? Honestly, Bruce, that's a good question. You shouldn't need to test it that often. How are you testing it first and foremost? Um, when it comes to calories for muscle gain and using your BMR, real realistic uh, uh, muscle gain is maybe a half a pound a month. Uh, and that's really maybe a pound a month. That's really going to be dependent on the person's training age. Um, and obviously hormones and recovery and all those things, muscle gain takes a lot of time. So your BMR is likely not going to change that quickly. Um, I would say that every five pounds or so, uh, would be a good place for you to, ch to check your BMR. So if you, if you've put on some weight and you're about five pounds up, um, then I would probably say about that would be when I would retest your BMR. But when it comes to making caloric adjustments, I, I wouldn't really say that you have to necessarily always be looking back to BMR, um, use the BMR as an original plan and as a checkpoint. But what you should really be doing is in terms of making caloric adjustments to your goals is that you should be looking at how much am I currently eating and how is my progress going? So, and this is where tracking comes into play. So if you have been tracking your food and you're in a muscle gain phase, and let's just say right now you're, you're gaining on 3,200 calories and you're like, all right, I'm seeing about a one pound gain per week. Uh, which is pretty decent for someone that's trying to gain muscle without putting on too much fat. Um, then if that slows down and you want to put it back up, then you're just increasing calories a little bit off of what you're currently doing. You don't really have to keep going back to that BMR. Um, you go under hood. Uh, is that like underwater? You mean, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's a, maybe that might be the bod pod. I'm, I think that might be the bod pod. Um, I honestly, 
I'm not super big on a lot of those tests, guys. I really do think that they're, you know, at the end of the day, I would just use like the online Harris Benedict formula and go ahead and figure or the Mifflin St. Jor, figure out your caloric expenditure and use that. It's a lot easier. And like I said, it doesn't really matter that much because if you know how much you're currently eating, it's a lot better of a metric for you to kind of go with from there. So um, that's the most important thing. Hey, Shashik Fit and uh, Yash, ha. Huh? I just like to say hi to people while they're on my, my Instagram or on my uh, YouTube feed here. Um, but guys, if you are looking to start your new year off in a do, new way, uh, please jump in. I put the uh, link to the sign up sheet for that. If you have more questions about anything I talked about today, your own journey um, or anything else that I can help you with, please shoot me a DM, shoot me a message. Um, and I would love to hear from you guys. Um, I will talk to you all soon.